the podcast was inspired by a poem in a movie called The Gray. And the poem goes something like this. Once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day, live and die on this day. Welcome back to In the Fray. My name is Edgar. And I'm Melissa. And today we are going to talk about May 5th, otherwise known as Cinco de Mayo. Um, so let me just ask you this. What do you know about Cinco de Mayo? I don't know anything about Cinco de Mayo. What have you heard about Cinco de Mayo? I've heard nothing about it. So you've never heard about Cinco de Mayo? Mm-mm. Like the history behind it? Yeah. No. Okay. Not really, no. So what do you think Cinco de Mayo is? Uh, I don't know. I was assuming it's a Mexican holiday or some kind of victorious day or something. Okay, well, you're close. So, uh, popular to contrary belief, Cinco de Mayo, or May 5th, is not the independent day of Mexico. That is uh, September 16th. Cinco de Mayo celebrates the Mexican... Uh, Mexican forces winning the Battle of Puebla of 1862, I believe. Yes, 1862, over the French army. Mm. And what's interesting about that was that, uh, uh, right off the top of my head, I believe the French army had something like, uh, like 60,000 troops. You know, like, I mean, that's when the French army was the, uh... The army to beat? The army, yeah, you know. It was under the, uh, Napoleon III, um, guidance. And so they were invading Mexico. They were trying to take over it. And the Mexican, uh, soldiers on the side was, like, 15,000. So 15,000 versus, like, 60,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, what do say? And so then it was notorious because the Mexican side actually beat the French. They managed to push them back. Mm. Um, and it was a very humiliating battle for the French. And I'd probably say that that's probably the beginning of the whole uh, French are kind of sissies. <laughs> never heard that before. You've never heard that? That Mm-mm-mm. the French are the lovers, not the fighters? They're kind of sissies when it comes to fighting? Not really. Wow. And shelter. It's the... uh, Yeah, so what made it more impressive was that uh, most of the uh, Mexican army soldiers were not soldiers. They were just farmers Mm -hmm. and ranchers and, you know, just... Defending their property. Just defending their property. And so what they ended up doing was they started doing the guerrilla tactics. So a very popular guerrilla tactic for this battle was that as the French army was marching, and you, you've you seen those old uh, historical films where you have like, you know, 10,000 troops in a row, and they're just like marching forward, mm-hmm. and they fire their weapons, and then they... And then they fall back. They fall back, and, and yeah. whatnot. It's very um, orchestrated, and like, um, especially like the English and the French are very... Uh, um, gentlemen-like in the way right. that their battles were fought, which is why they lost. Yes, so exactly <laughs> why they lost. So the French army is coming up to Puebla, and I believe Puebla was like on a hill. 
you know. So they're marching up, they're doing their things, firing, you know, pushing, you know, pushing them back. So what the Mexican side did was they gathered their animals, like their horses, their sheep, their cows, and they tied hay to their tails. Mm-hmm. And then they would light up the hay and they would release the animals into the French uh, army. So like down the hill they would run. So the animals are getting spooked because they have a burning piece of hay. They trampled them? Attached to the tail. And they were just like goring through the huh. <laughs> through the uh, French army like it was nothing. So that caused a lot of chaos. So that's one thing, you know. So in warfare, it's if your enemy is very precise and they're very organized, you want to create as much chaos as possible. Mm. You know, and if you're... And you do the opposite. If they're very chaotic in their way of doing things, you want to you want to try to pick up the common patterns mm-hmm. and and like attack those patterns. Mm. So so that's what they did. That was one of the tactics that they would release all these animals with a hay hay uh, tied to their tails, and they would light them up and release them. Hmm. So in the middle of them, how come they didn't shoot the animals? The gentlemen. Oh, they weren't going to shoot the animals? They just let them trample them? Well, yeah. I mean, they're just gentlemen. <laughs> Stupid gentlemen. You know, like, so you're trying to stay in your formation. Yeah. And then you see this cow, you know, scared for its life. And you're like, if I move out of my uh, position, I can get shot and killed mm-hmm. by my own, uh, you know, leader, by my own captain. So I'm just going to stand my ground and, and go that way. Hmm. And so, yeah, it would just make the uh, formation just crazy. And so then the soldiers would be running. Some of them would be running, like, in between the animals mm-hmm. and, you know, shooting and stabbing them and then running back. Uh, or they would be running behind the animals you know, with all the dust and everything. So up in the air, they would get real close, fire, and then get the hell out of there. Hmm. So that created even more of a chaoticness. and So they were picking them off? The pick, Mexicans yeah. could pick them off? Yep, just guerrilla tactics. So it gave them the illusion that they had a, just as much or more, excuse me, or more uh, soldiers that they had to deal with. Uh-huh. When in reality, they were only going up against like 5% of the French's <laughs> total, yeah. total army at that point. Um. So that's kind of like a little bit of a history. And it, and it happened during, like, they call it the, the Franco-slash-Mexican War. Uh, or French and Mexican War. Um, but, yeah, so in Mexico, it's actually not really celebrated. Yeah, that's that's what I didn't understand, that why we celebrate it. Well, we'll get to that in a second here. So in Mexico, the only part that it's actually celebrated in is in the city of Puebla. Yeah. Where it actually happened, where it had the historical meaning behind that. Um, other than that, it's just another day uh, in the Mexican uh, society. Mm-hmm. Here in the United States, that has taken a whole different meaning. Well, it's uh, marketing. It has become marketing, just pretty much like every major holiday has yeah. in the United States, right? Where um, it's gone into the form of you get out your fake mustaches and your sombreros and you go to the local Mexican restaurant and you order a bunch of margaritas and you eat a, and you eat tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you just get obnoxiously drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's come to be. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's what it's really come down into. And uh, you know, I mean, they it does celebrate a little bit of the heritage of of Mexico and whatnot. But uh, I think it's Cinco de Mayo has become more of a Mexican American uh, tradition. Well, do do uh, you, does your family in the United States? Uh, they don't. They don't celebrate it. We, I mean, I don't ever remember celebrating. I just remember, like, we just had a little cookout. But that's just because we had a cookout, like, every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, hey, it's Cinco de Mayo this week. You know, we're all going to take off work, and we're all going to... No, it's just like, mm-hmm. just another day, but, hey, we're just going to, you know, maybe celebrate another 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say it's become more of a, of a proud uh, day for more of the Mexican-American citizens, you know, the ones that, you know, first generations and up, Mm -hmm. that have the Mexican uh, descent. And uh, so it's a way for them to show some pride and try to show their heritage, you know, their parents' heritage that they are also proud of. But uh, unfortunately, like I said, it's not really that anymore. It's just more like, just get drunk and, margaritas yeah <laughs> it's uh 5 30 somewhere in the world mm-hmm. single the mile um so also there's now a new a wave so to speak of of uh like a counterculture to it where well, i don't know if it's counterculture but where uh the like the mexican-american um uh, culture uh, is really pushing for the for the holiday to not be celebrated in, in such a big manner yeah. as it is right now. You know, because yeah. especially with that's the whole that's been happened for I don't know, the past ten years at least. Yes, but you know, especially now with the whole uh, immigration really coming down to a spearhead. I think they kind of find it insulting. Yes, that we've taken over. Yes. something in their history and celebrating it making uh, it making it insignificant really yeah uh, cultural appropriation yeah <laughs> yeah okay and uh, so yeah so right now there's a big pushback from uh from the mexican-american you know population towards just the regular american uh you know society that you know don't be wearing your sombreros don't be putting on your fake mustaches don't be you know, going and getting your margaritas and eating tacos today and, and uh, you know, and be all like, yeah, you know, Cinco de Mayo, yeah, 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 and all this and that. And then turn around the next day and be like, uh, you know, F those guys down at the border and, uh, you know, all these children that are still locked up in cages, you know, F them, we don't care about them and stuff like that. So I was like, if you're going to celebrate it, then you still need to celebrate and help with everything else that comes with that, not just pick and choose when it's convenient for you. Um, but that's also one of the things that a lot of the other uh, individuals for the other holidays are doing. You know, they've been trying to do anyways. Like what do you mean? St. Patrick's Day, they're like, well, don't be going out and just getting drunk and wearing green and trying to pinch somebody that's not kind of stuff. Okay. 
Wait, what do you mean? From an American point of view or what? Yeah, there's a lot of like Irish American individuals that are, they're pushing back on it. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, there's like a lot said, of Americans who are Irish. Well, I know, but it's like you said, don't take this particular, you know, little part of the culture and then turn it around really? and make it so insignificant. Really? So you've, you've heard that, you've seen that Irish Americans... Yes. Are pissed off about St. Patty's Day because yes. nobody gets pissed off with Irish men when it's time to be drinking and celebrating. Uh, yes, I mean that I've seen that. I've seen that happen. You know, but I've I mean, like that. I've I, seen that with uh, Black History Month. Every Anglo-Saxon in the United States is part <laughs> Irish. I know, but the point is, like, there's now pushbacks, you know, because what's it called? The uh, cultural appropriation. Yeah, I. That's I don't know. You know, man. with uh, Black History Month. I mean, it happened. It and just that just happened two days ago. Not that I follow Justin Bieber, but did you see that thing? Justin Bieber had some dreadlocks, and people no. well or like braids. Okay, he had some braids in his little short hair. <laughs> he hadn't cut his hair for um, pandemic or whatever, so he had these little braids or dreadlocks or something, and people were pissed about that, saying that it was with cultural appropriation. Right, and I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? So you're saying that white boys can't wear braids now? I guess. Like, okay. <laughs> well, there's uh, you know, the, the popular... Uh, a lot of white uh, people wore braids. Vikings wore braids. Like, you don't right. have a, you know, you don't have a... Well, I think they're saying... A like, hold on braids. Like the, uh, uh, what's it called? Cornrows? Yes, cornrows. These are just, like, braids, man. These yeah. are just, like... Well, I was going to say, just like the other popular singer, uh, what's her name? Uh, Billie Eilish. Uh, she's been, she's been, uh, outed, I guess you can say, for uh, cultural appropriation. For what? Uh, because of the way how she dresses, uh, is very, you know, in the black community. Okay, that's really, really, really reaching. No, well, that's exactly what it, That's what, really reaching. That's she just wears baggy clothes. Right, she wears baggy clothes, but she wears a lot of the uh, style of baggy clothes that is very popular in the black community, and she also. Uh, so now, the, so now you you can't wear clothes because you have a. Well, the issue with that, a, a from what I've read, was that um, one of the persons from some black community organization saying is like, if you're gonna do that, at least give credit where you got it from. If when when sure you were interviewed, which I guess you didn't, is that when you were interviewed and said, "Why do you choose to wear baggy clothes?" What, what you're wearing, you know that style of clothing. Uh, don't just say, "Well, you know, it's because I'm an artist and because I I just like to wear this." Why not? That's probably well, the reason. It's just like, okay, yeah, it's fine. You like to wear that, but like, where did you get your sense of style? It's like I guess if you actually look at some of her earlier interviews, she will say. My inspiration for how I um, how I dress and how I look at the music comes from the uh, black community. Well, her sense of style changes every day. Well, the style that she's famous for, the baggy clothes. Oh, she was just recently famous for baggy clothes. She never wore baggy clothes before. Right, but when she was younger. When she was younger, yes. But when she first started wearing the baggy clothes, I guess she there was an interview where she said that. But now that she got really popular and big time, okay, she doesn't say stuff that's like that. ridiculous. Like, okay, so and so, so then, any, any wait, and so wait. then she also wears uh, the long fingernails. So what? And uh, 
you know, they've asked her, like, where did you get your, uh, what's it called? What, why can't it just be because she likes to have long fingernails? I don't know. So I'm just saying, I'm just read. Okay, then if that's, if that's the way that they want to roll, then let's say, well, okay, then we don't want anybody of color, any, any of the, um, African American women to wear Versace. Right. Why, oh, yeah. why are you wearing Versace? <laughs> why would you wear Versace? What, why is that your style? Why are you wearing Chanel? Why, right. why are you wearing those things? You're not, you're not French. You're not, you right. know. And so like, then, that's, just, uh, that's really, really Yeah. So that's, I mean, so arrogant. I guess the, that's super so I guess the argument from this uh, uh, lady about Billie Eilish was to like, just give credit where you got your inspiration. You've said it before, before you got really famous, but so, now you refuse to admit Because it. she's probably sick of saying it. Like, um, why does she have to defend her style? Um, and so then it's it's asinine yeah and then um, so going back to another one so there was two basketball players there was a I don't know basketball players names so I I apologize for that but uh, uh, one is Chinese and the other one was you know like a black basketball player from uh, like Detroit or something like that Mm -hmm. so I guess he's retired now I believe he goes on an official interview for like ESPN or something like that saying that he doesn't appreciate this Chinese player to uh, play with the dreadlocks. He's like, how can you go out of your way to grow out your hair and then have dreadlocks? That's cultural appropriation and you're making light of my, uh, you know, my history. And so That's ridiculous. Then, and so then, so I think I think he's Chinese. So then the really Chinese, because I haven't seen a Chinese guy with dreadlocks. But go ahead with the story. Well, he's like Chinese American. I I don't know? think I've ever seen a Chinese well, dude, even a see, Chinese American dude with dreadlocks. Well, right you now. have not seen the, the 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 videos that I've seen then. And so then, um, because it's very popular. And let me just mention that those <laughs> long pointy fingernails are actually probably from. Asian influence so get over yourself <laughs> and so then the uh, Chinese player responds with like hey listen man um, growing up you were my favorite player I looked up to you because of you well, that's I... why he has them uh, yeah so that's what he's saying so let me finish okay so he's like when I when I was growing up I looked up to you um, you know you're the reason why I chose this career and I just want to say thank you but before you open your mouth and you start dogging me for showing my respect to your heritage with the only way he knew how at the moment was wear uh, dreadlocks, is like, I would like for you to still give credit for all those uh, Chinese tattoos that you have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, if you want to talk about cultural appropriation. Yeah. He's like, you started it first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the whole thing is asinine. Like, get over yourself, man. So, okay, so not going down the rabbit hole of uh, tattoos and stuff about cultural appropriation. Yeah. You know, because tattoos are popular, right? So, yeah. what's a really popular tattoo to have? It's like a Chinese symbol or a Japanese symbol, right? Uh-huh. A kanji, or uh-huh. a Japanese kanji that says, like, what? Strength. Love. I love your war so, peace or whatever. So now there's actually a uh, a a a fad going around over in in the east 
where Japanese and uh, Chinese counterculture individuals are getting English words tattooed on their on their body. Well, and also, I mean, the Asian um, culture, like fashion wise, like they they dress from African American um, uh, dress that the oh, way. Yeah. I mean, they're like crazy with their. Um, it's style. all. It's all in. Yeah, it's, it's like, and I just find it really offensive that like. Just leave me alone, man. Just leave everybody alone. Just yeah. leave people alone. Let them be who they want to be. Why are you trying to, like, you know, keep someone down? Like, let them just be who they want to be. Well, you know, in, in going in with that, it's... You, you don't have a is, trademark on that shit. This is the melting pot. I mean, America is yeah. supposed to be the melting Supposedly, pot. Supposedly, yeah. You know, and, uh, I mean, the way I see it, as as, as cringy... As cringy, I think that's the word. Cringe, yeah, cringy. As cringy as it is, sometimes seeing somebody, um, you know, wear a sombrero and start doing that Mexican yell all wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like okay, I, I, I can appreciate, you know, you put in some light into that, like, you know, you're going out of your way to try to. Uh, you know, if you're really trying to learn it, you're trying to learn it. But if you're just trying to be an ass about it, then that's, that's different. I mean, it's obvious when someone's being an asshole just to be an asshole. So someone can't just go out and have a good time and put a sombrero on? That's offensive to you? No, I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. I'm not saying I'm just saying, like, it's in a one way, it's like, I appreciate that they're, like, going out of their way to show it. <laughs> I mean, it's, to be honest, like... No one's thinking of that in a bad light. No. Like, someone just wants to go out and get drunk and they put a I mean, sombrero like, on. Like I mean, this like, one thing I was telling What if they of, put a Lucky Charm uh, uh, hat on? Is right. that going to well, be... Well, I was going to say, like, talking to some of my other friends that are Mexican, you know, that are extremely uh, butthurt over it. It's like, listen, it's pretty obvious when someone's just being a jackass, just to be a jackass. It doesn't matter what, like, what route they take. They're just being a jackass, you know, like... They could be wearing a kimono and being a jackass with it. They could wear whatever. That's they're just being a jackass. So yeah. I'm saying. It's like it's different when like, hey man, you're trying to have fun. You're trying to be like. I don't want to see any of those Mexicans drinking on Teddy Pan these days. <laughs> well, it's like yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's different when you're trying to like, you know, whether because you don't know what really is celebrated you just know that hey we're gonna go to the uh mexican restaurant and get margaritas with our sombreros to have a good time and be like hey hey, hey amigo oh, okay yeah. so why when you go to the mexican restaurant to the cantina and uh <laughs> and the people who are work there come out with sombreros and sing happy birthday I know, I is kidding. that just super annoying to everybody that's mexican that's in uh, there I so mean, okay it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I, I, I bring up and i was like you know honestly for me i find it more humiliating when they do stuff like that when they come out with their sombreros and they're singing happy birthday and they're like you know hey your 68th birthday good job me amigo yeah i was like that is super annoying really it's like that is super annoying like i just it's like okay okay let me let me ask you but it's super annoying because it's like dude like come on let me ask you something Okay, so it's a Mexican restaurant. You're, you're going to have a Mexican ambiance atmosphere. Right. It's fun. They're having right. fun. 
If you go to an Irish pub, why are you going to an Irish pub? You're going to an Irish pub because they got a big selection of beer. Right. And they got good Irish food, you right. know. Or if you go into an Italian restaurant. So are you going to say that... So if I go to an Italian restaurant and they're playing a, a violin or they're singing in Italian, <laughs> so all the Italians are going to get, like, pissed off about that? Well, it's they're not, not going to well, get pissed off. You know what they're saying? It's like, well, let's say, go to an Italian restaurant and they come out. It's like, it's your birthday, mamma mia, paisano. Most people in there speak speak Italian. If I know. You go but to then... a real Italian restaurant. A real Italian restaurant. I know, but it's just like, uh, it's like you know, it's cringy. Like, for me, it's... Do like, they do that, that in Mexican cringy. restaurants where most, most of the people who work in Mexican restaurants are Mexican? Yes, they are. Well, they know Spanish. You know, um, so they're still coming out with sombreros and singing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, they must not be too offended. Correct. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, from my point of view, like, it's cringy. But I've done it before. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, I've actually paid. I've gone to a Mexican restaurant to celebrate one of you know some of my friends' birthdays before, yeah. and I'm like, hey waiter, like here's an extra twenty bucks, like bring out three extra sombreros and you know all this and that and like make this guy the uh, the center, center of, of the attention because yeah. he's super shy. And they come out and they're all like, you know, all the uh, waitresses are like wearing their sombreros and their fake mustaches and they're like dragging him out of his seat and making him dance and everything. And well, I think that people need to really relax. Um, you know, you can't, you know, you have African-Americans who uh, bleach their hair blonde. You have, yeah. You have Mexicans who bleach Same their way. hair blonde. You know, I mean... So am I going to say, what, what are you trying to do? Like, that's insulting. Like, you know your hair is not blonde. Why are you bleaching your hair blonde? That is so insulting. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, who right. cares, man? Like, I don't care what they do or what they do or what they it's don't so, do. Or yeah, so. There's a lot of America that white dudes or women, or girls, whatever, that grow up in a Mexican um, environment. Or uh, no, in a, Me- a Mexican or a black community. Yeah, and they may um, they relate. With that. They relate yeah. to that culture okay. more than their own culture. Yeah, no, what I was gonna say, you know, well, I mean, so you're, you're gonna you're deny product, them that because that's that's how they grew up. Like, right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you're a product of your environment. You know, and um, what I was gonna say, you know, again, America is supposed to be the melting pot. You know, it's where all these different cultures come together. They whether they clash or at a certain level doesn't really matter. They come together because they have the opportunity to express their culture and show their culture and grow from their culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean at the end of the day, like I mean, if you're a true American, it's like I think that's what it's, I think that's what it's meant to be. You know, like we celebrate all these different holidays, we celebrate all these different um, culture things. Not necessarily as far as cultural appropriation, but like as a way to try to show that we are the melting pot. Like this is acceptable. I honestly don't think that people do that stuff because of cultural appropriation. I think they do it because they like blonde hair and they like the way it looks on them, or they don't want to wash their hair and they're just going to wear dreadlocks because that's how they're going to roll. That's what. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're doing it because they want to look like they're african-american or that they want to look like they're white or they want to look like they're this or that i don't well i, I just don't think and i think people need to like relax and settle down i mean like you know i have friends that are white that speak way better spanish than i do yeah and 
that's because they grew up in a uh, you said a neighborhood in a community where they're like the only white family. Yeah. And like their brothers and sisters, they all they all dress like the stereotypical uh, Mexican person. Yeah. You know, the pointy boots with the Wrangler jeans and the ostrich belts and the, the taco hats. Yeah. You know? And... Well, so you're going to force them to dress like an American, like a, a white dude and, in, in you know, like that's just stupid. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I know from my experience, like when I first met this friend of mine who was like that, I was kind of like, is this a joke? Like, are you trying to like, <laughs> like... You know, what are you trying to do? Come in, you know, being dressed like this. And well, then... Why are you dressed like a, a well, white hold dude? hold on, let me finish. <laughs> and so then, you know, but that was, just, that was just my ignorance because, like, I don't know what their background was. But as I started talking to them, because you know, in my mind, I'm like, is this a joke? They're like, are they trying to, like, punk me or trying to, like, embarrass me or, or trying to? He's like, whatever. So then I started talking to them. It's like, hey, you know, how's it going? Where you're from? What are you doing? Whatever. And come to find out, it's like... Since I was three years old, I've been raised in the Mexican community. My, you know, my nana, which was his babysitter, which is next door neighbor. <laughs> she's Mexican. She taught me Spanish. She taught me how to read and write in Spanish before I, I even well, went to school. That's how she, that's how they grew up. I know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, and then he's like, this is what I know, bro. Yeah, but that, that shit happens in, in your own this this is what's such bullshit about that is that that stuff happens in all the different communities in the black community the mexican community know that they will turn on on themselves and go you're not dressing why do you dress you're not dressing like a mexican you're not dressing you're not black enough why are you talking like that yeah (laughs) you're too white why aren't why are you being like that you can't win man. no you can't win i mean i've been on the uh uh uh, but end of that, you know, where I've been uh, categorized as being too white for dressed too white, uh, you know, from my like cousin's point of view, mm-hmm. is like, dude, you speak white. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? What is that even a thing? You actually, though, you, you grew up in in I grew a, up in a white, white neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, in a white community, white neighborhood. I was the only, you know, we were like the only. Um, you know, Mexican family for the longest time. It was just like, it's vice versa, dude. Like, you know, your buddy over there, you know, he grew up opposite of what I did. I think you got way too much time on your hands if that's, <laughs> if that's a problem for you. Oh, I think people do have too much time on their hands. Or they're just trying to be too sensitive. They just right? want to cause problems. Yeah. You know, that if that guy, that basketball guy, if he was uh, the, the Asian guy the, or the Chinese guy... Uh-huh. He sh- after he said that to him, he should have just shaved his head <laughs> and just be like, "Screw Whatever. you, bro." Yeah, yeah, that's true. He should have. Like but, this uh, is what I think about about your shit now. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, you know. So going back to the whole Cinco de Mayo is like, a lot of people still to this day believe that it's the Independence Day, and it's not. I think that's what uh, most Americans think. Yes, yes. I mean that was a. Uh, uh, or that it's yes. I, I was surprised when we celebrated it in the United States. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea why you're celebrating it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not it's from just Puebla. Another day to drink. That's well, why. Yeah, I know, but I was like, I'm. You know, I'm not from Puebla. Puebla is like on the south end of Mexico, mm-hmm. and I'm from the north part of Mexico. 
So, you know, it's like Texas it is to Montana. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I was in school, you know, I remember like, separate Cinco de Mayo. I'm just like... You know, though, that didn't happen. That That's a rec- uh, uh, relatively recent thing. Yes. Because when I was a kid, we didn't celebrate that. Right. Um, probably, I don't even remember, like, gosh, I don't know, maybe 30 years ago they started doing that or something? I remember, like, I think I was in seventh grade. The first time I really remember celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Like in a the, restaurant? Like, you seen it in a school. restaurant? No, like, the, oh, school the school really made a big deal over that. Well, I think that... First of all, it came from, let's just drink. And then (laughs) second of all, it came from being in the school to help, to support. Right. uh, Help educate, really. Well, I think just to help integrate and support Mexican descendant children, you know, make them feel welcome welcome and important in the school that they were celebrating something. but. But nobody knew what the hell it was. All the Mexican kids were like, we don't know what the hell this is, yeah, right? I mean, so it was good. an American thing to help. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say. To make like, them feel like part of everything. But It wasn't until I was a freshman in college, I think. Yes. Freshman in college that um, I had to do a report for my speech class. And so I did it on Cinco de Mayo. And uh, I got up, did my report. When I got done, even my professor was like, "So Cinco de Mayo is not the independence, right? Let's let's get that straight. That's what you said." And I was like, "Correct. Like, I, that's exactly what I just said." Like Cinco. we don't even. It's just another day. Yeah, and he's like, "And so when is the Independence Day?" I was like, "September 16th." Like, oh, okay. So then, what do you celebrate during the Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> do you celebrate uh, what, what day is it September what 16th oh 16th do you celebrate something on September 16th That's yes like Independence yes. Day Independence Day yes I wonder why they picked why didn't they pick uh, like, how you say September how you say September September uh, 26th why didn't they just say why didn't they just, why didn't they, oh 16 yeah. why didn't they just pick that day I wonder I don't know maybe it's too hard to pronounce single yeah you know uno dos tres cuatro cinco yeah, I know what Cinco is. It's a yeah. lot easier to say than Dieciséis. Dieciséis September. And Mayo is easier than, than September. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Because the thing is like that stereotypical. It could be like that stereotypical is like, you know. Where did that even come from? Well, it could be like, how do you say May in Spanish? May. Mayo. Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's like, how do you say it properly, though? Mayo. El Mayo. Uh, oh, El Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just wonder where that even came from originally. Like, who decided, like, let's just start doing that. I, I think it's just because it was just easier to pronounce. And I was... honestly think if you were to really trace that back, it would be some bar somewhere that said... <laughs> Why don't we celebrate Cinco de Mayo and have margaritas? And you know, well, it could be something where, like, maybe a Puebla, Pueblan descendant in the United States, maybe they own a bar, or maybe they were going to school, and they're like, hey, you know, we celebrate this in my country. Oh, I so, see. 
I would like to and it celebrate snowballed. this. And it's just like, oh <laughs> shit, Mexican celebrate Cinco de Mayo, all right, you know, carnitas time. And uh, yeah, you know, and so that could be it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I remember that was kind of shocking to me though. I was a freshman in college when I actually realized or it dawned on me that nobody really knew what Cinco de Mayo was until I would go out of my way and be like, you know, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know the stereotypical um, Mexican yell, right? You you've heard it. Yeah, 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 That's that's cowboy. That's cowboy, which is vaquero. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Or the ay, yeah. I can't even do it right now. <laughs> My voice hurts. Um, you know, like ha ha ha, or you know, something uh-huh. like that, right? Well, that is actually called the Mexican Yell of Independence. Oh. And it's done on September 16th. As soon as the clock hits midnight on September 16th, you yell. You hear it. Yeah. You will yell it. In in Mexico, in the Mexican capital of Mexico City, (laughs) uh, in downtown, the president comes out on September 16th. I think midnight it's, it's midnight yeah the midnight September 16th uh, he comes out they have this giant you know celebration because it starts and the official celebration begins with the Mexican yell of independence hmm. and it's usually some like super famous singer will do it hmm. um, I would go out of my way and say it's the equivalent of the national anthem hmm. like, you know in sports you don't really start a sporting event until you do the national anthem. Mm-hmm. That's what that Mexican yell is. Um, and yeah, it, and uh, yeah, like I said, that was pretty shocking to me. Like uh, they didn't know. And as an adult, you know, going through life, it was even more shocking to me that everybody that I encountered, I would say like nine out of ten people that I encountered had no idea what Cinco de Mayo was. Um, oh yeah, I'm they sure all they just they all just uh, thought it was the Independence Day. We don't learn that in school. No, they all thought it was just the Independence Day, or it was just some sort of like big time national holiday because it was the president's I birthday. I think I thought it was probably like a national holiday or something. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, no, like it's it's uh, an American holiday that has transcended into. <laughs> Another day to party. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say. So, now you know what Cinco de Mayo now is. Now I know. <laughs> so next time someone says they don't know what Cinco de Mayo, you can just let them know. If they choose to, to learn, you can just let them know. It's Battle of Puebla of 1862 when the disorganized army of, of Mexico... Uh, defeated the super well-oiled machine of the French army using guerrilla tactics such as setting cow's tails on fire. And there you have it. it. Alright, and with that being said, my name is Edgar. I'm Melissa. This has been In the Fray.